Hey, welcome back, you guys. This is Josiah. Welcome to the second episode of my podcast. My family was just in the other room watching the uh, news conference, getting updates from the president and the government about how coronavirus is progressing and vaccines and things the government can do to help. And let's just say it was rough. But a lot of you guys already know that. And so I just want to take this time to remind you guys, the listeners, to just uh, do everything in moderation. Don't uh, overwhelm yourself with the media, with news updates and things like that. And you're inundated with negative news. And I know this is a worldwide pandemic. And I know we're all really scared and just trying to do our best to stay safe with our friends and family. And I think one very simple way or 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 very manageable way you could do that is to uh, maybe carve out time to listen to the radio or turn on the news or or go on twitter and search hashtags related to coronavirus maybe carve out half an hour an hour to do that you should find things um from your local news by that i mean resources what are resources these are things that help you not go crazy during coronavirus carve out time to have concentrated updates and then make sure you go and look for things that are helpful look for those resources that will help you and put you and your loved ones and your friends in better spirits so let's get into uh, today's episode you're listening to josiah's voice Hey, you guys. So I want to start off uh, today's episode. Uh, Today's episode is, uh, I guess, film resources, um, creators and uh, webinars that I've been uh, fortunate enough to to be in um, during coronavirus. And uh, there are a lot of tips on writing and the industry. So for all of you who uh, know that I'm pursuing you know, a, f- a career in, in, in film and media, this is a little bit of pulling behind the curtain, ju- just, a, just a little bit of uh, just some of the things I've, I've learned in the past uh, week or so. I think you'll find some of these things a little bit interesting. I think the, the movie heads and other aspiring filmmakers and writers will, uh, I hope you get something out of today to some resources I want to give you. Uh, before I jump into that, uh, I wanted to uh, plug just a couple of people. Today, I'm plugging my brother's Twitch channel. You can find him at Deebs9x. That's Deebs9x. You can find him on Twitch at that handle and on his Instagram and Twitter. Uh, he's a, a streamer, game photographer, <laughs> retired guardian. Uh, Genji main, did I say that right? And Keyblade Wielder. Um, and, uh, his favorite games look to be, uh, the new Marvel Spider-Man game. Okay. He's also, I don't, how did I forget that? Kingdom Hearts. I remember that growing up and you know, KH3 is out now. And, uh, so yeah, if, if you like, um, if you like Last of Us, Kingdom Hearts, Spider-Man games, uh, I think you'll like Daniel's channel on Twitch, and I think you'll like uh, a lot of the things he's posting about on Instagram and Twitter, so check him out there. And I'd also like to take this time to uh, end with um, 
Jennifer Bradley, my sister-in-law, she's a crochet beast, okay? She's really, um, everyone's really feeling supercharged um, creatively in coronavirus, and she's been doing crochet for a long time now, and she's been really inspired to just make many, many, many um, figures, crochet figures inspired by uh, Marvel and DC Comics, so she's got Spider-Gwen, she's got, uh, I think she's got Miles Morales, Spider-Man, she's got Spider-Woman, she just did uh, Captain America. You So you guys need to check her out if you're into, you know, pop culture dolls and things like that, you know, she loves pop dolls and things like that, but if you like toys inspired by pop culture video games, she's got Mario and Luigi. Um, she takes requests. And if you're also really, really into crochet, uh, girlfriends, wives, a lot, of, you know, a lot of you ladies are really, really into the crochet and it's great. And this time with Corona, for some of you is inspiring a lot of creations you just didn't have time to get to. So you can learn more about Jen's uh, Marvel and DC comics and overall creations, crochet creations by uh, following her on Twitter at by underscore jnb creations by jnb on twitter you can uh learn more at a uh, j bradley gifts on facebook you can search it at creations by jnb that's on facebook and on instagram creations at creations by jnb so you guys should check her out okay so today's episode is about film webinars and film resources. I'm going to do more episodes like this. So at first I was a little nervous, like, dang, I'm not going to, I'm missing all types of stuff, even though I'm listing a lot of things. And then I remembered, bro, you can make as many episodes film related or otherwise as possible, you know, to get resources out and just geek out about movies. So here's the first one. I did two so far. One was by Culture Machine and the other was In the Cut LA. And I'm just going to share just a couple of bullet points from what the hosts had to say. Starting with Culture Machine, that was hosted by Justin Simeon. He's the creator of the TV show and movie Dear White People. He said a lot of stuff, definitely from the writer perspective, but he's a director and showrunner as well. And he was just answering questions, pitching their script about showrunner responsibilities about networking and so some of what i remember him talking about should a screenwriter write a spec script or should they write an original script and so there it's kind of a seesaw it's like some people are like write a spec script some people are like write an original script and a spec script here would mean remix an episode of dear white people in your own voice maybe with some original characters, but take the Dear White People characters, come up with a scenario that you haven't seen in the show. The show's been going on for about two or three seasons and submit that, you know, email or something to Justin Simeon, right? That's a spec script. You take an existing show and then you just write an episode in your own voice. In fact, I actually remember, I'm sure I lost it. Friends and family, you guys know me. Um, Auntie Glow used to call me Young King, because Josiah is a king in the Bible. And if she wasn't calling me that, she was calling me Arthur. Josiah, where are you going with this, you might be asking. Before I knew what a spec script was, I wrote one. I wrote a, uh, I wrote one, uh, a typical episode of Arthur was really two episodes 
in one to get about 22, ep- uh, 22 minutes of, a, of an episode. Two 11-minute episodes, and then they had, like, now a word from us kids where they'd go into preschools and elementary schools and just hang out with kids and talk about science and topics and things, right? And so I wrote an episode. Arthur uh, loved his version of Superman called Bionic Bunny and his version of Batman, Dark Bunny. You know, Dark Bunny lives in a city where it's always nighttime, right? And Bionic Bunny was a cyborg mutant bunny. Right. And so they team up just like Batman and Superman. And so I wrote an episode about how Arthur really wanted to see this crossover television movie, Bionic Bunny versus Dark Bunny. Right. And it was about responsibility. And it was kind of inspired by like how like I think maybe I got in trouble being up late watching TV once or something. I like snuck down like every kid's done that. Right. And you get in trouble and you get grounded and whatnot. And Arthur and my spec script really wanted to see the movie. But Arthur's eight years old and he's got a bedtime. And so my script was, uh, it, it was written, you know, just in an MS Word document. I used to love, I mean, I, it's fine. Of course, now I still love it. But it's like production Bible level stuff. We just didn't know that's what it was with locations, characters, synopses, a story. And so I had an MS Word document about my story and how Arthur and Buster and Francine and Brain and Binky, they all were hype. Bionic Bunny versus Dark Bunny, right? It comes on at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night, right? Why? At first I wasn't sure why, but I think I was inspired by the late night. Well, it really wasn't that late. It might've been 7.30 or 8 o'clock. Marcus, if you're listening, you'll remember, you know where I'm going with this. Batman Beyond premiered in the late 90s early 2000s at night and marcus and i were like yo this is real like like this is a big deal not only is it a sequel a futuristic sequel to batman superman adventures batman the animated series but it's coming on at night bruh yo this is about to change our lives so marcus mr marcus's dad and my dad they came over to my house we ordered some pizza and so i think that's where this late this nighttime premiere of Arthur's movie, Bionic Bunny versus Dark Bunny, that's probably where that came from. I just made it later because the drama was Arthur, he doesn't want to be left out. Everyone else somehow is going to find a way to watch this because they're all in the third grade and they all can't stay up late, but somehow they're all going to watch it, right? And this is before you're streaming things online, right? So you had to watch it. Like Arthur essentially stays up late, He get, but he gets caught and like, I, I'm trying, I'm remembering this on the fly you guys my bad but like i just remember him getting in trouble and that was the thrust of the story he doesn't want to be left out but he gets in trouble i don't even remember how the episode truly ended it did end you know arthur had to learn a lesson and he probably eventually got to watch it right but that was my spec script you know i just took things that existed in the show and so i just used that stuff of loving arthur and recording other shows At that time, the Arthur show had just premiered the Dark Bunny character and things like that. So there were two superheroes, the class and Arthur and his friends loved. And I just mashed it up because also around that time, uh, Marcus, you'll also remember this. The world's finest movie had uh, had come out, right? Batman Superman Adventures on Kids WB, World's Finest. Batman v Superman, Lex Luthor v Joker and Harley, right? And so I just used all of those things to just try to come up with an episode. Now, the funny thing is, I didn't know. 
I, I just one day I had this idea to come up with a spec script for Arthur, but I just remember it was something I really wanted to do. And I had a really vivid imagination and I just wanted to write it. And so those are examples of spec scripts of writing your own version, an original story of something that exists. So Justin Simeon suggested actually that at least for him, if you're going to specifically submit something to him, don't write a spec script. In fact, he says he doesn't even get them anyway. He he doesn't control it. He actually says when he gets scripts, it's always OG content. It's always something the writer made up themselves. So it just depends on who you ask. Um, some people do suggest that you still write spec scripts. In film school, I think a friend of mine wrote a spec script for community and, and other things like that. It just depends on who you ask. There are a lot of resources out there. I think the best thing you can do is just learn everything. It's like a job because it's going to be a job. Find out everything you can about the person you're going to send a script to and see if you can find out from them in an article, email them, their representation to find out. Do they accept spec scripts of their work or do they want original content? So that's what I'd say. That's at least what I would say to do. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to work on, I work on original content as it is. And then I'm just going to do research and hunt and see, depending on whoever I want to send something to, do they take OG content? Are they accepting spec scripts? So uh, spec scripts was something uh, Justin talked about, obswriter.com. And it's an archive for black screenwriters where you can, they hold contests. Uh, you can get uh, script feedback, which is invaluable. I don't know if they charge for it. You know, that's also called, uh, that can be called coverage. Um, and I only just learned about the resource, so I don't know yet, but I thought I'd name drop it here so that aspiring screenwriters can learn for themselves. So that's obswriter.com. OBSwriter.com. And there are some resources shared. There are also some books. Um, I suggested a wonder book by Jeff Vandermeer. It's this really cool book. I haven't gotten through it yet. I'm taking my time, but it's this colorful book on writing, bursting with insights and uh, illustrations and uh, fun exams for just coming up with original stories. It's the most laid back, loose writing book I've ever had the pleasure of reading. So I would definitely suggest you look into that wonder book. You'll have to find it on Amazon. That's where I found it. Some other books that was suggested in the culture machine was The Artist Way by Julia Cameron, Failing Up by Leslie Odom, The War of Art by Warren Pressfield. So those are about three or four books that uh, were suggested uh, in the ch in the Zoom chat. So you guys should check that out. One more piece of advice was read more biographies. I haven't been able to read it yet, but I'm looking for uh, Steve Martin's book. Uh, a couple of friends, a, f a friend from work and another friend on Instagram just happened to have been reading that at the same time about a month and a half ago. Um, and I remember um, biographies that I Read. I haven't read a lot, but I remember like the uh, Malcolm X by um, Alex Haley, right? Um, Fantasia's biography. I think that was actually the, no, that wasn't the last one, but that was one of the first ones I read about her rise to fame and American Idol and how she grew up. Um, the Pursuit of Happiness by Chris Gardner was really good. 
um, that inspired, you know, the Will Smith movie with Jaden. I've also read other biographies. I read Issa Rae's biography, uh, the titles, um, I'm forgetting the title right now. Her book's really good. And I think the very last biography I read was You're Never Weird on the Internet Almost by Felicia Day. Uh, from uh, Geek and Sundry, which really, if I remember right, changed the face of YouTube, you know, ten, five, seven years ago, right? Um, she's been on Supernatural and Dollhouse and Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. So naturally, I, I think as you can guess, reading about people can give you more insight into people and into how the world works. And, into, and it, it can teach you different things people are interested in, different cultures, different ways of life. You can learn about different occupations, different skills, and, and, and the dreams that people had. And so Justin, that was one of the last suggestions that he made to people when you're looking for ideas. I think that was why he brought that up. One of the things he does is he reads biographies. And I thought that was really great because um, reading fiction and things sometimes takes more work because you have to make up the world in your head. And I think you only have to do that. I think you still have to do that, make the world up in your head while reading a biography, but I think to a lesser extent because it's fact. Uh, documentaries. Um, I can't remember the title, but there's a Spiel, uh, Steven Spielberg documentary that uh, Justin recommended to everyone. Um, I'm going to go look for it on Netflix or online somewhere. Some great documentaries I've watched. The Nina Simone documentary was really great. Netflix is just the place to go, right? So the Black Power mixtape that one's really good. I think that one's got Angela Davis on the cover. The Black Pan the PBS uh, Black Panthers uh, documentary from a few years ago. That one's really good. The Black Godfather of Hollywood. Clarence Savant, I think is his name. Um, he's still alive. He's in his early 80s. He lives here in L.A. And everyone who's everyone, black, white, it doesn't matter, knows who this guy is. And he was about fostering talent as well and making sure black artists got paid. And that's on Netflix. So you should look for that. And so that's another thing artists and writers can do. Learn about other people. If you can't interview someone else for some reason, go to the library, go to Netflix, read some biographies, watch some documentaries. Okay, so the final webinar or the most recent webinar from yesterday I watched was uh, that I was a part of was uh, by In The Cut L.A., and that was really, really cool. That was a, what was that one? That was the showrunner's assistant webinar. And so that was hosted by Ray Benjamin and Al Planker. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and it's to bring filmmakers, definitely filmmakers of color, but it's to bring an, another resource for bringing filmmakers together. And so this was the showrunner's assistant webinar. And so in this one, it was hosted by Al Planker and Ray did Q&A. A little bit of my notes, what I remember from that was uh, Al said, know yourself. Don't do anything you don't want to do. That's whether you want to be a showrunner, showrunner's assistant or otherwise. And so when he said that, it actually, uh, he, he, he said that and then talked about things that showrunner's assistants do, some of which I don't want to do, some of which uh, Ray and a lot of people in the chat were like, oh, I don't think I'm going to, I don't know if I want to do that, but I do want to learn. You know, and Al was definitely like definitely encouraging everyone to, you know, learn and learn about uh, different departments as best that that you can. And being a showrunner's assistant is a great way to become a showrunner one day if you're interested in that. And I, I have a little bit of a curiosity about that. And that's why I wanted to um, be in this webinar. 
Um, some of my favorite showrunners are um, Sam Ismail, the showrunner and creator of Mr. Robot. Another uh, showrunner is, uh, I believe, I'm pretty sure Vince Gilligan is the showrunner for Better Call Saul and was the showrunner for Breaking Bad. Um, he created the, those shows. And so uh, the showrunner kind of does everything, answers a lot of questions, weighs in on a lot of what the departments are doing, weighs in on like the money. And uh, is uh, the showrunner is like the film director of a show because in TV, it's the producers and the writers and the showrunners who have all the power. Directors kind of just come and go. Um, it's not like a bad thing. It's just you hire, like you have to, you go through a lot of directors. It's a revolving door of, of uh, directors when it comes to TV. Some Hollywood directors have directed uh, TV, like uh, David Fincher from Seven and The Social Network. He directed uh, a handful of episodes in the early days of House of Cards. And Reed Morano, um, her latest film, The Rhythm Section, with Jude Law and Blake Lively about spies and whatnot. Um, she's a Hollywood director, but she directed, I think, the first three episodes of The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. So sometimes film directors will experiment and do something different and they'll get really taken with a tv show and they'll do a handful of episodes you know but typically with tv it's a revolving door of directors and it's the producers and the showrunner and the writers also who have like final say the producer and the showrunner are like the, the most powerful know what it is that you want to do and the final thing Al talked about was network is net worth. Don't be shy. Uh, my first uh, steady Hollywood job I got from a friend. Shout out to you, Rachel. That was my first Hollywood job was after my friend helped me spruce up my my resume and in in my linkedin and in in my uh my indeed.com and all of that right and set up my vimeo and all of that and it was actually someone else who i'd worked with or who was a friend who got me a job right or another friend got me on a, a pop-tart commercial i was leaving my friend tiffany's house she was um, taking me through, you know, LinkedIn um, here. You should sign up for the the this the pro account for Vimeo and things like that. So that you look like you have experience because you do, Josiah. Apparently, my first resume um, at the time, I made myself look like I didn't have experience. And so she helped me polish up my resume as I'm leaving to go back home. And I get a text from a guy I met on my very first commercial out here. And he remembered me and we had exchanged numbers. He got me on the Pop-Tart commercial. And then weeks later, my friend Rachel got me on a more steady talk ship. Had nothing to do with my resume, networking. Uh, and I, I remember in college, I used to be nervous about that because I don't know how I took this away from that. This being, for some reason, I thought that networking meant get a business card and shove it in everybody's face, right? And that felt so telemarkety, so so door-to-door -door salesman. I'm like, that's not fun and natural. Like, why would I ever do that, right? And that's and that's because that's not what it is. It doesn't mean you can't have a business card, but it's uh, just to make friends with people because that's what got me the Pop-Tart commercial and that's what got me the talk show. Just being friends with people. I remember that was actually some advice uh, I got from uh, my buddy Artem and my friend Mike um, before I moved to L.A. 
And they said, Josiah, don't be Artem Mike. I remember you guys, if you're listening, you said, don't be nervous about networking because you're a cool dude and you're friendly and people like you and you love movies no different than the people you hope to work with do. And you'll have that commonality, right? I got to paraphrase a little bit, but we'll have that in common and the connections will come. And they have, and I believe that they will when we get on, you know, when things go back to normal, you know, it'll be a little bit different and we'll adapt, but networking. So, um, don't be shy. You know, I can be shy. I'm super introverted. You know, I've tried to balance my lone wolf syndrome during, uh, this Corona lockdown. Um, but your personality and the things that you're interested in, you know, will, uh, in addition to your gifts, in my experience, they will make room for you. And that's what, uh, in the cut LA for sure. That's one of the ways they, uh, ended the, the webinar was, uh, network is net worth. And that will bring more money, uh, with the friendships and the relationships that, that you make. So, um, that was in the cut LA's webinar, just things that I remembered from that, that I, I thought aspiring filmmakers, uh, who are listening to this, that you guys would, would like that you'd be able to take away some of that. Al and Ray did a great job. You can follow them on Instagram, uh, follow in the cut LA on Instagram. And from there you can find Ray and Al, if you want to learn more and ask them questions, the upcoming schedule, you can find that at in the cut LA.org. So April 25, I see that there's an acting foundations webinar. Uh, these are like 15 bucks each. Um, so April 25, if you're interested, acting foundations, May 2nd, writer's room 101 comedy. And then May 9th is uh writer's room 101 drama. That's uh, the, that was my, you know, filmmakers webinar, you know, the past week, week and a half of just trying to stay creative and learn new things, um, in general, better yet during, you know, coronavirus. Um, a friend also gifted me masterclass. I'm interested in looking at, um, Spike Lee's masterclass. And, uh, actually I do remember Steve Martin, since I wanted to read his book, he's got a masterclass. I think it's on comedy. And so, uh, if you guys are able to learn things, you know, masterclass or take webinars or get on YouTube, I'd suggest that you do it and learn some cool new things. Uh, if you listen this far, thank you so much. Again, I hope that you learned something about writing, about film. I hope you learned something new about me. Uh, I hope you learned something new uh, about yourself. Also, if you're an aspiring artist and you're trying to figure out what your path is, I hope a little bit of the golden nuggets in here helped you uh, along your journey. So thanks again for listening and I'll talk to you later. Peace. Thank you for stopping by my podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to me rant, muse upon, and review my favorite things in pop culture and storytelling. Follow me online to see more of what I'm reading, watching, and writing about. You can find me at josiah.docx on Instagram. I'll talk to you later.